Running Buds. Welcome to the Running Buds podcast. I am your host, Charlie Lambrix. On the other side of the country is the other host, Steve McNamee. How are we doing, Steve? Hey, hey, hey. We are doing great, Charlie. How are you? Oh, living the oh. dream. All of the uh, cliches about having a baby. They're pretty true. I undersold that question. I asked, how are you? And I clearly knew I should be setting you up for you had a big life event. The slam dunk. Yes, my baby boy was born uh, recording this Sunday. He was born Thursday afternoon here in Utah. Cool. Six pounds, 12 ounces, healthy baby boy. He does have a little bit of uh, high Billy something levels, which is, I don't know if he has jaundice or it's oncoming, but He's got to get wrapped up with this light thing right now. But uh, other than that, he's doing real well. My wife, my beautiful wife, uh, is doing well as well post-birthing. Uh, so all is well in the Lambrix household. We have a lot of help here. My mother-in-law is here. My mother is here. My sister-in-law is here. So uh, besides the baby, myself, and our two cats, it's a house full of women. And... Um, that's okay. That's good to have around a, a newborn child. I would think so. Well, good. Congratulations on behalf of all, all the running of buds. <laughs> yeah, all the running buds of America and beyond, I guess. Yep. We don't need to limit ourselves to America. Yeah. I uh you know what we did we did have a listen in France. They didn't come oh, back. Really? Uh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't been, not been checking. That's awesome. We got a listen in France and we got a listen in Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> so, but none in Australia where we had somebody record from. So who knows how accurate um, that stuff is. Okay. Oh, we did hit a milestone though, in terms of listens. We did. What is the milestone? Uh, we surpassed 1000 listens. So that means at least a thousand times uh, somebody listen to an episode for 30 seconds or downloaded an episode. Uh, in fact, we're a little over 1060. So I'm going to guess awesome. it's between just <laughs> editing you listening, me listening, my mom listening. And uh, I'm going to say we've got a thousand people that have actually, or a thousand listens to our, our first 14 episodes, which is, which is pretty cool. This new. It, that's a great milestone. Just yeah, like us with a free app, like we said, anybody can do this. So it's pretty cool to hit that many listens. Yes, but can anybody do this this well? Uh, probably, 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 probably. <laughs> much yeah. better. In fact, uh, I bet people would pay for uh, how much better other people can do this. But but ours is free, so <laughs> hey, <laughs> it is. You know what? There's one thing I have to say. As I oh, hold on, real quick, tell me if you can hear this. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. I'm opening up a uh, New England IPA made from a local brewery called Ernest Brewworks. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's really good. not yet. They might call. Um, oh, you know, I am yeah. uh, putting back a Lagunitas Daytime IPA. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a session ale that is under the four percent and can be sold here in Utah. But uh, we have exciting news. Here in Utah, beginning November 1st, we can sell up to 5% alcohol out of grocery stores. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Congratulations. Yeah. So, hey, 
Hey, before we get into the nitty gritty of this, sure. there's one thing that's been weighing on my mind is the fact that you and I will we'll enjoy a beer or two while we record occasionally. If I, you do, correct? I want to uh, enjoy a beer during the podcast, yes. And, you know, like, what weighs on my mind is, I, I mean, I hope our listeners can can chill out a little bit and have ah, a beer with it's them. It's cold. Yeah, but it's keeping the beer cold is a problem, isn't it? <laughs> My hand is cold. The beer is warm. <laughs> and uh, I think we have a solution in the works. Is that correct? Really? What could it possibly be, Steve? I think we. I think we're going to have koozies with our our wonderful mugs on the koozies, and we're going to be selling a product that uh, right, is going to keep the beer cold and your hand warm. That's right, folks. The The selling out has begun. Uh, we are doing this for ourselves to make money. And uh, if all goes well, we might be able to afford half of a single vapor fly when all is said and done. <laughs> we, we, we are bringing merch. All jokes aside, we are bringing merch on uh, specifically some koozies that have the, the Running Buds logo, the little cartoon of Steve and I running. And... Um, then just the link to the podcast on the back. So uh, we'll put up pictures of them and let you guys see them and talk more about them in the future when they actually arrive, but just stay tuned and uh, have a, you might have a great stocking stuffer this holiday season. Stay tuned. So Charlie. Yes. Let me, let me just, let me throw out a scenario to you. Uh, I want to give you just race day, just to think of a typical race day. Okay. It usually the race is in the morning, right? Check, right. And, and uh, you get out of bed. Wake up way too early, maybe in a hotel. It's dark out. You're yes, exactly. You're uh, you have clothes. Very excited. Adrenaline's already starting to pump. You're having a little yeah. more caffeine than you usually would in the morning. I'm there. I'm, I'm in the morning. So usually there's one thing that can happen on a race day that is an indicator of success, or at least it's like the first successful moment of race day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, if you have two solid poops before a race, uh, that's going to be a good day. You're going to have a good Yeah, we're on the same page. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about today. The thing oh. that we never will. I'm going to, I'd like to say that we in polite society don't talk about in running. It seems like we're, we talk about it all the time. We're obsessed with it. I'm proud of the fact that we did 14 episodes before we got to the poop episode, but here we are. <laughs> we uh we've had this in the works for so long you know some and, people uh, thought this uh show was going down in the toilet episodes ago <laughs> oh man that it's that's only pretty... gonna get worse people it's only gonna get worse uh this <laughs> is the poop episode if you don't think farts and poops and squeezing your butt cheeks together while you try and run as fast as you can to a porta potty or um a gas station or wherever you uh, can find when on the run. If you don't find that funny, then this is not going to be the show for you, at least this episode. So or a book. Uh, hang on tight. We're going to try and keep it PG. We're going to try and keep it PG because, uh, and not too graphic. And, uh, but, but yeah, we're going to talk poop and running this episode. Yeah. It's the reality we all face. I want to start it off with a little article. Um, I found this on Deadspin, but I think it was kind of a national story. In Colorado Springs, 
there was a jogger, and that's that's what they were calling this person. Uh, they nicknamed the Mad Pooper, who was terrorizing Colorado Springs. And what this guess, male or female, Steve? Uh, I, you know what? I have to recuse. I, I have heard the story. My answer would be male, but. Okay. Oh. So, you, you know, it is a woman who is a woman nicknamed the Mad Pooper, uh, who's been terrorizing Colorado Springs. This story is probably two years old, maybe older, but she would um, seem to be targeting specific houses because she had repeat places. And when I heard of this first, I was like, oh, wait, you know, these people just don't understand. When you run, you know, you get into sort of a pattern of just about anything. And maybe it's just around that spot that no matter what she does, by that time, she she has to go. But uh, I read the article and apparently she was really close to um, uh, toilets and porta potties, but um, still targeted <laughs> these same houses. So... Uh, it seemed to be a, a crime of passion and poop. Um, <laughs> porta potties, though, sometimes they are worth avoiding. Uh, yeah, the one I used yesterday was, that's for sure. My goodness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, this lady is just uh, jacking around Colorado Springs, terrorizing all who uh, are just out looking out their window or just enjoying their life in Colorado Springs, seeing her. Uh, Hike up the old skirt and let it flow. No, worse than let it flow. Let it, you know, drop. <laughs> so it does, you did bring up an interesting phenomenon, which I actually believe in in running, is the Pavlovian conditioning that goes along with having to poop at a certain time. That Absolutely. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it happens. I, I really think there are times when it just enters my mind first before i have to go and once i once it enters my mind i it happened i gotta go like right now like there is no like if i'm a mile away i i, I have to make alternate plans which sometimes are unpleasant but so steve um, um yeah. if you were to put a percentage on runs that you end up and i'm not counting you going in a restroom, make it going into a gas station restroom or using a dreaded porta potty or, um, you know, just altering your route to an actual place designed to use the restroom. What percentage of runs would you say you end up pooping somewhere you're not supposed to be? Um, you, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say myself, I mean, I probably at least half of my runs um lately i think when you're married you end up pooping not in a in a toilet oh 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 i i thought you meant altering plans no no no, no. i'm saying i'm saying like you poop like on the side of the road or even if it's in the woods like you're not supposed to really do that on the side of a trail right no no exactly no i i that's that's pretty rare only because i i have learned to alter my routes or set up my routes i should say set up my routes where i do i'm and i've learned to be proactive so i i set up routes that have bathrooms and i'm pretty proactive as far as like if i think the time is right i'll just visit and see how things go if if that makes sense i had a i had a nice streak going 
Okay, people, all puns are intended here. All right. <laughs> I went a full year in Utah, only pooping in toilets, was real proud of myself um, until maybe a month ago, just going down Jordan Parkway Trail. Um, before I knew it, I was in the crab position and uh, not too far from the highway, as much in this half a ditch as I could, just taking care of business. Yeah, and it's, the worst is what a helpless feeling it really is. When when you know you've crossed the line, that you've gone too far, There's it's the point of no return. And you're telling yourself, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, and then you're like, nope, 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 this is not going to work. And I, I always find myself sort of in that crab position because, you know, when running, you can't just stop and crouch especially if you're waiting too long so i end up you know dropping dropping the drawers putting a hand behind me and uh doing a position like that um wiener just in the air for all of god and his glory to see (laughs) now listen one thing our stories are anecdotal but we know this goes on with everybody we've all run in groups where this occurs just constantly. And I'm, I'm guessing through this podcast today, there's going to be many times I have to obfuscate people that I know very well that have had similar experiences. But I, I think this is rampant throughout the running community. Do you agree? Oh, we've got, um, we've got a mutual running bud that uh, I asked you what your percentage was that you end up pooping not in a toilet. Uh, I'd say I r- hover around half a percent. I end up, you know, so one out of like every 200, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm being too generous to myself. It's probably a full percent. Because what do you do? 250, maybe 300 runs a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing it at least a couple times a year. So I am too. Yeah. I, it's very weird, and I hate doing it, but it's been more common recently, and I I don't know why. I mean, I, I that's that's part of the thing too is that you you know you're trying to identify a cause or or you know is it is it my diet? Is there something I can do? Can I change this? Of course, and, an early morning run, you try, and especially you're going to meet up with people. It's going to be a weekday. You're going to have to get to work on time. You only have so many times on the throne. Uh, before you got to get out the door. Uh, so I've definitely brought a uh, paper towel with me, which is nice. Yeah. You put it in your waistband. It gets self-moistened in case it's needed. And uh, you're prepared if, uh, if, if it comes. One time I was running with some buds in, again, it's always Cincinnati guys, but uh, I was running with these guys and uh, my friend Brian, I think it was just he and I that were running this time. And I show up and I think we were running from his place and I never really got too familiar with the routes we would do from his place. And I said, Hey, can we make sure we, we keep bathrooms, keep in mind where bathrooms are. It's, and I was like, I, I didn't go this morning. And you know, I, and then I just kind of kept talking and he's like, listen, I know how tubes work. Okay. I'll keep us in your bathrooms. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought that was a great line. That is a good line. Especially, I mean, especially being a runner. and It is. It's something we can all relate to. Everybody um, does it, and I love hearing everybody's story. 
Okay, if you're a runner and you have a bad case of the runner trots and you went somewhere really embarrassing or you can't believe how close you ended up being to a bathroom when you had to let go, I want to hear about it. Uh, so that being said, Steve, what are some of your, your highlight reels of pooping not in toilets while on the yeah. run? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always had pretty good luck because I'm I'm probably with you as far as like going not in the toilet. I would say it's probably around one percent. It's only been a couple of times this year, and it's all I've, it's only been when I've I'm alone. So I have that ability. I like I don't have to say, "Hey guys, you know, I need to I need to do this or that." So it's I've always been able to just like on a whim like dive into the woods. So I do a lot of running in your woods, um, but both times it's actually been on this trail that's along a railway and I've done it on the railway easement where it's actually really private there. Railway easements don't generally have a lot of eyes on them. So yeah, anybody that runs near me, they know exactly where I'm talking about this trail that has the railway next to it. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I have not used that spot before. It's uh, fantastic. And there's all kinds of little in like trail insertions where you can get onto the, the railway. So, I mean, as long as the, tra- the train's not coming, which is extremely rare, but, um, and anybody on the, like if someone's walking on the train tracks or they're on the train tracks for any reason, they're not supposed to be there either. So I figure, Hey, it's cool. I mean, um, but the one thing I will throw out there is while you're doing your business and I am usually prepared. I, to me, it is a, uh, it's an emergency when I have to do this act, but I am always going through my, my botany and I'm looking around at leaves to yes. try to make sure, make sure I'm not grabbing poison ivy, poison oak or any of the, the poisonous plants that I know of. And I just pray that whatever I happen to grab, is not going to cause any kind of irritation beyond what I'm already going through myself. Yeah, that- well, the worst is um, the worst is winter without snow because uh, snow can come in handy uh, <laughs> when needed. But uh, if you just have dead, dry leaves that just crumple in your hand, that's uh, going to make for a rough afternoon. Uh, <laughs> I've never thought of that. See, I haven't had to deal with that. Is that something you've dealt with? Oh yeah, I was being way too easy on myself, saying one percent. It's it's much much higher than that. I've just had way too many circumstances. Yeah, here in Utah we have sagebrush. Are you familiar? Uh, I mean, I'm familiar with the word. I, I guess I don't know anything about the plant itself. Oh, it's um a very almost velvety like leaves, and they're kind of broad, and there's a lot of them, and uh, it works impeccably well. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Ever in Utah, get some sagebrush. Um, I've had, yeah, I've had some, I've had some bad ones. Um, You've said you've generally been alone. I've had one that was very public and very not alone. Um, It was with a mutual running bud of ours, Tim. Uh, We did a 20 miler at, uh, we started at Fallen Timbers Mall. And we did what you affectionately call the outdoor treadmill. Yes. Yep. I can't remember. What is that trail even called? Oh, the, Wabash, the Wabash Trail. Yeah. We did that one just out and back. 10 miles out, 10 miles back, 20 miler. No turn. Back. No turns, just a faster one. And um, I don't think there's any toilets on that. 
Well, like I said, we parked at Fallen Timbers, which is a big outdoor mall in Toledo, Ohio area. And uh, I think it was a Sunday. It was either Saturday, Sunday morning, but it was early. And uh, when we got back to the parking lot, I was already redlining it. And uh, we were trying to, you know, finish quick. It's a 20 miler. This was a, a marathon training. And I ended up having to pull up short into just, um, it was basically just a, a parking median. <laughs> it had some, it had some tall grass, but not nearly tall enough. And um, I remember Tim being kind of behind me as we're making our way back to the cards and just kind of waving to him like, get out of here, go, 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 as I just run into just a, a little island in the part back of the parking lot of an outdoor mall and left my business. Um, I bet you guys are wondering, why don't you just go to the mall where they have restrooms, public restrooms? Well, I couldn't make it that far, and I didn't know exactly where they were, so uh, that was my best plan of action for least amount of embarrassment. Yeah, and, you know, you finish a twenty miler with a guy, he's not going to be too judgmental of you. No, but, but I would say, I mean, you're helpless at that point. You're no longer making decisions on your own. You're there comes a point, like you said, redlining. I mean, and we've all been there where you're just I like brown lining. But come on, how, 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 how too too <laughs> um, something about on runs. It just it's like. It's happening now. It's happening well, right now. I mean, it's just you're bouncing up and down, which, you know, we all know how tubes and gravity work. So <laughs> it's going to happen. But um, it's funny you mentioned yeah, 20 that, one, that one was bad. I did a 20 miler a couple of weeks ago in preparation for a marathon. And I got to, I mean, it. I started having that feeling at about 19 miles, you know, and in 19 miles, like, you know what, I've, I'm, you're happy that you're about to complete a 20 miler. I got to 19 and three quarters miles. I had, and I, I could not pass the bathroom just to do that final 400 meters. I had to jump into the bathroom, do my business and then do the final 400 meters. But that's, I mean, I could have been anywhere. It just so happened. I hit the bathroom at that point, but it's, I mean, redlining is the perfect word. I have another word that's probably a little more unpleasant, especially wild by crowning. Like, there comes a point. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh. You're... In my head, I'm like, how bad can it be? How bad? You know what? All right. We're just going to keep – I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to one-up you with uh, prairie dogging. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh oh. Oh, this is disgusting <laughs> oh. you know what's really the most messed up thing about this though you said crowning and I just watched my child be born and you know what I got down by the feet because I'm a man and I needed to see that. Good for you. Yeah, I did. I was right over the shoulder of the dock. It was uh, not as bad as you think. Anyway, wow. Um, 
I've got another kind of this was oh dude my percentages were really high in Memphis when I lived there because on Monday nights I had this pub run um which was great because I would run like a couple miles to this bar and then there'd be this organized run there and then the run straight home was only a mile and a half so you know I'd have like sometimes 10 to 12 miles completed before I even attempted this mile and a half home. Also, you know, after a beer or two at this bar where all the runners congregated afterwards. So I'd have two beers in my belly and it's only a mile and a half. So you're leaving the bar. You're like, you're kind of cold. You're sweaty. You, you just want to get home. Like, yeah, I could maybe go to the bathroom, but I'll be home in, 10 12 minutes whatever you know um i'll just let's just do this let's just get this done and at least on two occasions steve i actually made my way into my apartment complex but did not make it into my apartment itself i pooped in my own apartment complex (laughs) there was this spot it was like this is so bad it's where like the electrical readers were. So there was like bushes, oh, and space yeah. there. So I feel bad for the poor guy counting the meter, but I didn't put it right. In front. I'm not an animal, okay? No, right under the meter or anything. But you I would did. go where the raccoons would go. Yeah, man, yeah, that was right. a big raccoon. Yeah, for sure. You know, I did think about that sometimes, like or see a snake or something. But yeah, I did get um, at least two party uh, deposits in my own apartment complex living in Memphis, which is just, I could have, was so close. But I, uh, to my to my defense, uh, I did live on the third floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's your defense? That's the Pavlovian condition. So when you get close, it just gets so horrible. It's you almost just you got to turn your watch off. You got to start walking to the door and you need to expect it to be locked. Otherwise it just might be the point of no return. Yeah. That's Uh. a good thing. Yeah. And I guess that brings up, so you, you, you go into you, if you find a bathroom and it's occupied, there's, there's almost nothing worse than that. That I I haven't done this, but I would totally just, I would use the urinal. I would use the urinal if if it came to it. <laughs> oh gosh! Um, well, man. people, we, Steve and I, we were talking about. We keep wanting to do a um, what you call it, a uh, uh, running mishaps. We did a racing mishaps, but we wanted to do just the general things that go wrong or interesting things that happen on a run or throw you off and we're like we just got to get all the poop stories out of the way right off the bat otherwise that will take over that episode so (laughs) much much less juvenile interesting episode is probably ahead but uh for now it's it's all poop talk i uh i talked to my sister-in-law marcy about this potential subject and she gave me a good story uh it wasn't her but it was a friend uh, I don't know if she was running with her or, or what, but anyway, uh, 
the unexpected happened and she had to, to go and uh, she didn't have anything to clean. And, you know, that's a much bigger deal for girls. So she used her sock. She used her sock. And but this is this is the kicker. Get this, Steve. She only used one sock and she kept the other one. <laughs> like I would think one sock, as great as it's gonna do, I would want the extra comfort of using the second sock. And what is one sock gonna why keep it at that point? No. And and every time you do laundry, it's a reminder. It's gonna stay in the laundry basket. It's never gonna have its mate, and it's always gonna be a reminder of that day. That's that's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, one time um, in that a uh, um, in that in that same park that has the railroad tracks, <laughs> I went. I wasn't near the railroad tracks, but there's some parts that are less. Um, busy than others and it's fairly heavily wooded uh this was the winter so it wasn't that heavily wooded but i had to grab a uh, tree trunk and squat down and and do you know what we're talking about right and uh everything it was perfect execution uh except i made the biggest mistake you can make when you're relieving yourself not in a toilet outdoors I stepped errantly backwards and um <laughs> why <laughs> how did wait you lose your balance or what did you just lose focus I, I don't know how or why I would put my foot in that position because obviously it's fairly centered and um yeah I get, at least got a nice heel full uh luckily like I said it was winter and there was some snow to help me out but uh wait so, that was just embarrassing so you stepped in your own droppings yes oh I, yes oh my gosh that is such a rare feat i mean that is yeah. who, who can claim that <laughs> such a, wow charlie no, my, my foot was rare after that instance <sighs> yeah uh, one time you were like a machine gun with these stories what's the next Uh, oh yeah the machine gun with the stories a machine gun was a situation on something else have you ever seen i remember before i started running seeing a porta potty or a public bathroom and just wondered how did it get all over how did this happen well, yes. I think it's all runners. It's yeah, runners every day. I was going to say, before you ran, you would always wonder, how on earth did somebody do this? And then you started running, and suddenly, oh, that's how. It's so bad. It really... It's... Has it ever uh, has it ever caught you during a race? Okay, yeah. So this is... You know what? I have been very lucky, but I will say... Um, Last year, I did a marathon, and it was the first time that that it happened. So I passed a porta potty that would have been so easy. There's a whole bank of porta potties, and I had it in my head that maybe I should use. But I had a good thing going. I was like, you know what? I I can make it. I think you know this might just be in my head. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explore this a little bit. So I passed the porta potties, and I was like maybe two minutes later 
it went from like, maybe I can do this to, Oh no, what have I done? And by then you can't go back. You know, you're not going to add distance to your marathon. So it was almost like a mirage, like in the desert where you keep looking ahead and you keep. So finally I see something blue definitely for real. It is the porta potty and it's miles later. And by then, I mean, I am, my teeth are chattering. I am my, I'm making fists that are, that are so tight. My hands hurt. I mean, I am just dying. I get to the porta potty. There's one porta potty at this intersection and there's a effing course worker using the porta potty. Like she's got all day. Like she just went in there for the hell for a minute and i was i mean i'm just beating on the door like come on i need a bathroom i didn't know it was a course worker at the time but sir, i needed it sir yeah I'm there in was no one position to be rushed <laughs> exactly and then once i went in there i was like well i i, I kind of just like you know what i felt like the race sort of just was over i just sort of took my time and but yeah, there was that moment that, you know, you're standing outside waiting for this person to finish whatever the hell it is they're doing inside of the porta potty. Meanwhile, you're, I mean, it's, it's like a World War I battle in your head going on. I'm yeah. amazed at your control. I, I'd been screwed. I, there's no way I could have, could have held it. <laughs> No way. No, if I'm in a position that I need to like pull over in a race, yeah, there it's I don't know, maybe I just roll the dice a little bit more and I end up in these stickier situations. <laughs> well, the race I'm talking about, real real quick, and I, I'm not even gonna name the race. I mean anybody can figure it out if they know me, but the race years ago actually somebody went in somebody's flower bed on the course because it goes through a lot of neighborhoods and oh no it's not like yeah not the flower beds is it like not what like uh is this on river road no 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 okay this was this was just in a in a very uh like nice conservative upscale neighborhood but th- there was just a period of time where there was no, and it doesn't matter. It's just porta potties every mile. Somebody's going to have to go up the half mile. It's just the way it is. It's just life on a on a marathon. But so you don't think this was a mad pooper situation? No, it was not at all. It was it was like a coming to God moment where this has to happen right now. And they went into a porta potty. I'm sorry, they went into a flower bed instead of a porta potty. I've and, had a lot of situations as it's been. Um, evident throughout this episode but all of them have been emergencies i promise you yeah i'm not but when you start involving the public into this kind of thing where you get caught or they the public has to like it's a race like in an official capacity where they have somebody to actually complain to like my flower yeah. bed's got poop in it then what, happened? what what was the aftermath <laughs> the aftermath as far as like in practicality it led to a meeting, I believe. I, I could, so don't quote me, obviously, not on a podcast. But, um, I mean, I think it actually involved a meeting with, like, police and maybe <laughs> maybe that homeowner, for all I know. I can definitely imagine myself just standing up in some weird town hall, just being like, 
I know what I did was wrong. It was not intentional. I will pay for the damages, but please do not tell me your roses were worth that much money. <laughs> but we, well, we know what poop does to flowers. They get, I mean, it helps. So, you know, I mean, I maybe the thought was, well, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe cow manure, Steve, not a runner's diet full of carbohydrates and goo gels. I don't think that's going to help anybody's flower plants <laughs> did i say flower plants oh i was so good on a little rant there oh, oh well that's <laughs> all right you know what you were saying all i had to say was flower beds and it would have been a nice little sound bite of some real quality podcasting and i just muffed the ending but uh but no i mean i've heard stories in races where i mean it, it you know the finish time was on a razor's edge. I, there's one runner in particular who I know I'm actually close to. I will not mention. Like I said, I'm going to obfuscate as much as possible. But um, this particular runner had to stop at a bathroom um, on a race, and they missed qualifying for Boston by one second. Ooh. Yeah. Now, they did not, as it turns out, they did not register. But had they have registered, which is kind of a blessing because that would be the worst if that was the determining factor was the fact that you used a bathroom and you missed a qualm yeah. cut off by one second. Yeah. I, um, I think this is the first time I had incident is such a harsh word, um, but it was a trail race. It was a half marathon and I, uh, yeah, we just got it. Just hit me, and I um, I had to go, and I still, and this was fairly new to running, obviously, and um, finished the race and and whatnot, and did okay, and and I kind of felt a little bit of embarrassment then, and obviously that's all gone now, but uh, but the next year I did the race again, and uh, this particular trail race, it's it, as many do have a real kind of quirky vibe to them and a lot of people kind of dress up a little differently and whatnot and um, a lot of a lot of people wear tutus especially the women and uh, one time I came the next year actually uh, I did the same half marathon trail race again came around the corner of the trail and I just see a tutu hiked up and then the drop happened happened after that and uh it's just like you know what seen it all uh it's okay Ah. just like the the book my newborn son i'll eventually read to him everybody poops everybody poops it's just when you have to look at it that's what makes it tough Uh, you know and you know what one thing real quick i it's when i'm running with the group this happened to me only a couple of times well it doesn't matter if it happens even once but for some reason when you know somebody has to go, you know, you kind of, you might stand and wait, but you never look, right? I mean, you always just divert your eyes on purpose. I mean, if, even if it's a, a man doing wait, a number why? one. What's that? Wait, why? You give the man some space. Yeah. I always yeah. like to you know, give him One time, I don't even know why. I just... I don't know what my eyes just made it back over to the person I'm waiting on and it could not have been at a worse moment. I mean, it was 
like the prairie dog was almost completely out. And I, oh, I and like, why would I do that? And that's almost as bad as any experience I've gone through personally. Is is just you, you when you undivert your eyes for some reason. Yep. But it's I guess it's a I mean that's a reality of group runs, especially when you involve more people that it just it enhances the chances that this is gonna occur. Yeah. In that scenario, I would much rather be the uh, the pooper than the watcher. I would actually feel more uncomfortable in your position than than his, yeah, yeah. or hers, whoever that may have been. Yeah, it was a male. I, if it was a female, trust me. Trust. If it was a female, I would have just run away. I, I would. I know I would not have looked. Totally oh, did, they, did they see you? Did they see you, or were they back to you? All right, real quick. All right, let me just let me give you a little backstory, because if this person deserves a mention. I'm not saying who it is at all, but everybody I know would be disappointed if I didn't just tell this quick story. But this was a run. That, like I mentioned earlier, I always use like a railway easement, or at least I go somewhere at least halfway private. We were running in probably one of the more upscale neighborhoods in all of Toledo. And I'm not even going to say where, but I mean, we're talking the cheapest, the cheapest house is probably 500 grand. I mean, it is just nice. 500 grand in Toledo is a really nice house. But anyhow, we just getting back to the point, we were not like on a back road or a side. We were just on the kind of a, we were on a side street, but it was within view of lots of stuff. And this person just decided to go for it. Because he had to go that bad. And this person also carries wet wipes. It is such a common occurrence that. Oh, um, I know who it is. <laughs> okay, does this person's job no. really contradict? Say again. Does this person's job really contradict with. Yes, yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shoot. So if you can imagine, oh. this is, all right, let me just real quick set the scene. His percentage has to be 98% of runs. He, uh, <laughs> he, does, uh, he ends up not in a toilet. I remember when he's doing a marathon, we're like, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to set the scene, we're on the side street, and on the left are houses, and on the right is a park with sparse, sparsely populated with trees. So the 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 shield was just one tree it wasn't like like a whole stand of trees where you can't see in it was literally one tree and hey guys i'm gonna go poop in that forest i'll be right back i could not get far enough away just for some reason i just looked over and there it was like oh my gosh why did i look and uh so yeah that's the that's the backstory i felt i owed this person just a quick quick story because there's so many but eventually people would figure out who it is and there was actually real quick another thing that the same person one night there was a group chat going on where he called us all out he's like all right who ratted me out because <laughs> somebody somebody found out like be out of the running like circle you know the circle of trust somebody oh. found out somehow just made a joke to him and uh we had a group chat one night going on like who ratted me out to the general public that uh, this goes on that is not okay. That is not okay. That's true. I was with him there. That's that's the guy you can't have at the bachelor party, right? Yes. 
<laughs> as is normal, as many times repeated, probably to you, you as well. What happens in the trail stays on the trail. That's right. Yeah. Um. Well, this has been disgusting, Steve. Absolutely horrendous. Um. But it's been kind of fun, and I do want to leave us with a little bit of uh, uplifting bit uh, spin on this uh, on this whole episode, and that is that again, everybody poops. Paula Radcliffe has kind of a famous story of pooping during a race. Um, there is a fairly famous. Um, fail poster most embarrassing pictures in sports that feature a mr michael ekvall i may me maybe mispronouncing that name who um unfortunately during a half marathon had just a total mess uh <laughs> even from the front you could tell he had a blowout down Ooh. his legs and they caught a picture of him just grimacing and running uh, with this mess all over. Are you familiar no. with the picture? I Unfortunately, I am. Another thing I cannot if understand. If you just Google half marathon pooper, <laughs> this guy's picture comes up. His name's Michael Eckville. But it's actually almost inspiring because in that particular race that he had this embarrassing or failure of a picture – he ran a 109.43. Um, afterwards, he was asked if he um, would have done something differently or wishes he would have stopped because he kind of got this internet uh, notoriety. He became a meme. And he said, no, if I would have stopped, I'd lose time. And if you quit once, you do it again and again and again, and then eventually it becomes a habit. And um, post this situation where he ran a 109 by the way uh he became uh the swedish national record holder for the half marathon i think his best is a 102 now and he's even gone to the european athletic championships representing uh sweden or switzerland <laughs> i don't trust my own notes this is why we don't look things up <laughs> but anyway uh Everybody does it. Don't Everybody be the mad pooper. It. Don't be the mad pooper. Don't be vicious or uh, intentional, disgusting about it. But uh, you probably should be more like Steve and less like me, uh, pushing it to the limits, even in training. Uh, but uh, nobody expects you to be that guy. But like <laughs> I said, it happens to everybody. And uh, it's almost always funny to hear other people's stories. It is. Like I said, it's a thing we don't talk about in polite society, but as far as runners go, it's just, it's a reality. It's, it's, it's something, it's part of our life, our running life. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's part of every running buds. Uh, um, it's part of their running life. Yeah. It's unavoidable. Char well, we are the running buds. Uh, you can contact us. We'd love to hear your poopy running stories. At Gmail, we're budsrunning at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at budsrunning. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. No pictures, uh, please. No pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I do encourage you to look up uh, the Mad Pooper as well as Michael Eckville because uh, it's kind of interesting and they're both very different ways. 
uh, you might get a kick out of it. Um, in fact, I saw it on Deadspin, the one that had the mad pooper. Oh, and yeah. Then they sort of did a call out, like, what's your most embarrassing poop stories while running? And uh, they took feedback and then they printed a whole article, well, ran an entire article of that. So that's pretty entertaining, too, if you enjoy this kind of potty humor and uh, <laughs> embarrassing stories. So Charming. I encourage you to check that out. I, we're wrapping up and I cannot believe we just did this. Uh, yeah, we're going to flush this one down the drain. Oh, um, my gosh. It was cathartic, <laughs> but yeah, I still can't believe this just happened. But do you have music for us? Uh, I got some potpourri. There is some spray. You know, we can open a window. And yes, I do have a song. We're doing Love Stinks by the Jay Giles Band. <laughs> and I love to run. All right. <laughs> this has been a blast, Steve. We'll do this again soon. I'll talk to you later. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Happy running. Running buds. <laughs>